Welcome everybody to the Voices Carry Paranormal Talk Radio Show. Once again, we're back. Glad to have you back with us for another half hour or so and listen to some of the best in paranormal talk radio. This is the Voices Carry Paranormal Talk Radio Show. If this is the first time you're joining us tonight, well, I hope you sit back and relax and uh, listen to some of the great EVPs, which is electronic voice phenomena that we're going to uh, play tonight. And uh, tonight I'm going to kind of have like a rapid fire, um, you know, in, in shows past people are like, hey, Bob, you know, you got some great EVPs, but you know, we didn't get to hear three or four of them or maybe five of them at a t- during the show. We want to hear more. So today I figured, well, I have uh, a lot of EVPs, especially class B and class C EVPs from this one particular investigation that we were talking about on our last show the Ashbridge house, which is in Downingtown, Pennsylvania. And, uh, we probably walked out of there with 25, even 30 EVPs. We got a couple ITC EVPs also. So I wanted to bring those to you tonight because, uh, they're not really class A EVPs, but they're class B and C EVPs. And if you tuned into our show in episode nine, uh, which was last week's show, you saw that, uh, how what I think is the the relevance or the importance of class B or class C EVPs when it comes to validation within your investigation. So sit back, relax, like I said, and we'll go ahead and get started right off the bat because, like I said, I got about probably at least ten of them that I want to fire off to you tonight. Alrighty, so the first one here, uh, when we were we were looking at um, investigating the Ashbridge House. We wanted to do some background checks to see if who were the prior residents who used to live or who, who, who were some of the families that, that lived in that home. Because the home was built in the mid-1800s on a farm. Now sits as a big shopping complex with like Home Depot and Chick-fil-A and Best Buy and so on and so forth. But back then... It was just a farm. And I remember when I came to this area in the 80s, the mid-80s, it was still a farm. And the farm, I guess it was in the last days of the Ashbridge uh, farm or property. Uh, Now it's just pretty much the house that sits outside of the the shopping center. And uh, the shopping center is named the Ashbridge Shopping Center because of the house. So when we... As I told you last show, uh, the Chester County Historical Society had, uh, you know, maybe take over the house because, you know, one thing about this part of the, the country is that historical societies or groups in Pennsylvania are really serious about preserving old buildings and structures, even if they're like 90% knocked down. If you have, uh, you know, maybe a few bricks in your backyard, that is deemed by the historical society as a structure that once sat on your in your property, uh, they won't let you move it. And if you do, there is some serious stiff fines. Uh, so a lot of people see, look outside their window and say, that looks like, you know, looks terrible to me. You know, it looks like a bunch of a broken down wall that's two or three foot high and it's all dismantled. I want to get rid of it, but can't do that if it's deemed as a historical site. So a lot of preservationists in the area um, really, really, you know, they, they, they really want to give our future kids and future generations things to really reflect on how maybe certain structures were or where they were located. And I think in the end, that is probably the best thing to do, and it's, it's all good. 
All right, so this first one here is where we hear a voice and it says, hey, Renee. So getting back to my point real quickly is that when we, when the Chester County Historical Society bought this place, they did background, you know, like a background check and historical, they looked at the historical archives of, of maybe the families that lived there. And they found that there was a woman named Renee Dennis that lived on the res- in the residence there. We don't know really as far as the dates. We thought it was somewhere between about five to seven years that this woman lived there. Uh, she did live there with her husband and her three children. But we didn't really know the significant relevance to this until we got a couple EVPs stating her name. So I'll go ahead and play this first one. This one says, Hey, Renee. Okay, let me go ahead and bring that up because that might have been a little bit too low, but I'll go ahead and bring it up and see if we uh, can hear it a little bit better now. Okay, so right there we heard, hey, Renee, and I'll just play the EVP portion of it so you guys can hear this. So right there you hear, pretty, it was pretty clear. I mean, that, some people might even consider that in a class A EVP. It says, hey, Renee. Now, what, what does that mean? Nothing. But when you look at historical records, you see that there was a Renee Dennis that lived there at one time. So is this the spirit of Renee or maybe another spirit calling upon her? Good question. We didn't never found the answer, but we did. This does give us validation that, you know, there are spirits in this particular home. And if we can back that up with multiple lines of evidence, as I always talk about on our shows here, with a name, historical fact, and then we get an EVP stating that, now it doesn't say Renee Dennis. Could it be another Renee? Sure. Could it be another spirit in transition? Sure. Um, but could it also be Renee Dennis? Possibly. So we just don't know. That was a very, very uh, pretty clear one and, I, and one of my favorite ones from that night. All right, the next one we have here is just, you hear an unknown voice and it just says, hi. We lock off recorders when we do uh, our investigations. I'll run, you know, two or three recorders where as soon as I walk in a place, I'll start them and just leave them on different levels of each floor and let them run until the batteries die. And it's usually, tw- you know, 10, 12 hours later when we're wrapping up the investigation that, you know, we get the, you know, we retrieve the recorders and then we go back and review all those hours of evidence. But this in one, this one here was where it was locked off, I believe on the second floor here. And we get an we just get an uh, an EVP that says hi. Okay, I'll go ahead and just highlight where it says hi. Now, listen to this too. You know, it almost it almost to me sounds like uh, listening to now says hide. H-I-D-E instead of hi. I thought originally it said hi. Saying hide. Maybe it's telling other spirits to hide from us. Just thought about that. Interesting stuff. I have a list that is hi, but I don't have earphones on when I produce the show here. So, um, but to me, just on regular, you know, speakers that I have that are my desktop, desktop speakers here for the show, it does sound like it's saying hide, H-I-D-E, like hide, Running high, like hide and seek. 
That's another good one. I liked it. All right, next one. Here's another EVP where it was locked off uh, in this residence, the the, the, the uh, recorder, and we get what it sounds like to me saying Hoffner. Okay, so that was one more time there where we we heard actually Hoffner. Um, don't know what that means. Uh, I don't understand why we would just get a voice as Hoffner. We could never verify whether a Hoffner was uh, in that location or in that building. But it was interesting just to hear these Class CVPs captured um, even when you just go ahead and lock off the devices. So pretty interesting, pretty interesting stuff. Let's go ahead to the next one. All right, this one says how we need, and I'll go ahead and play the whole EVP, and then we'll we'll discuss uh, where the where the actual EVP is captured. And uh, I do have a little bit of background story on this one, so let me go ahead and, and let you listen to it. Okay, so that one there was pretty interesting because. Uh, this first, you know, set of voices that you hear, that is not the EVP part. It is just one of our investigators in another room asking some questions. And then, uh, then you hear how we need, so I'll play it one more time and then we'll, we'll kind of highlight the, the EVP portion so you can hear it. Okay, so uh, I don't think there was anything that was being said that really, you know, would lead up to why the spirit is saying how we how we need. But it's clear, I'd say this is a class B EVP. It's pretty clear the how we need portion. So there's another example there where sometimes you will, you know, ask questions in a series of questions. Uh, and you could be in another room and then another recorder in another room will pick up the spirit voice. So, you know, that's what's strange about this whole um, field of electronic voice phenomena is that there's a lot of times no rhyme or reason. We're just capturing stuff out there because it just proves that we're kind of in the infancy of, of this research. And as time goes on, uh, maybe we'll be able to dissect it a little bit. But I think it's one of those mysteries out there where we just don't understand its rhyme or reason. Now, there are people who have, you know, and I've, including myself, has asked questions, got direct answers. But a lot of times when you just lock off these recorders and run them run another, in another room or down a hallway, uh, a lot of times you just don't understand what the EVP. You know you're getting an spirit voice because that, that voice said that no one was in that room or no one was down the hallway. But you get, uh, you always get that like raspy, whispery voice. Um, and that's how you kind of know he's got, he's got a decent EVP. All right. This next one here just says knock Holly. This is another one where class, uh, I would say this is more like a class B because you can understand saying knock Holly. Hopefully you guys can hear that from home. Uh, not sure why, you know, they, if there was a Holly in the home, not sure about that, but I'll run the uh, EVP portion for a couple times here so you can kind of fine-tune your ears to it. 
Okay. Knock Holly, you know. So these are some examples of why I think it's very important that you do go ahead and just take maybe two or three EVP recorders if you have them. And just, you know, put them in remote locations when you're, when you're starting an investigation. Um, and, and then begin your investigation, start your vigils and just let them run throughout the night. You'll be surprised what you catch. Uh, you'll be surprised what the, the atmosphere, uh, the energy that it picks up. A lot of times I, I would, uh, you know, review the evidence sometimes when we took a little break I go back and just grab the recorder and hit hit rewind and see if I caught anything initially, because sometimes you can use this information in in your visuals. If so, if I got an EVP on a on an EVP recorder, it was locked off down the hall, and I'm getting a name or a voice or maybe a, a sentence or something, then I can use that information to kind of, you know, focus in more on an investigation about maybe a particular room or t- particular person that we maybe found information on in the background, or the way, the direction I want to head the head the uh, actual EVP vigil session, or the investigation itself. So I I mean it is is it is it like ITC EVPs where you get direct automatic feedback? Uh, it can you can use it in that way. Yes, you can use it in that way, no doubt. So interesting stuff. I just wanted, like I said, I just pass this along to you guys. You might not find it as interesting in me. I just I I just get all these EVPs all the time when I go on investigations. And it just, to me, where are you, where are these voices coming from? If it was one, maybe two in an investigation, you know, you can argue, well, it was another investigator. It was maybe somebody, uh, you're picking up some kind of frequency, radio frequencies, so on and so forth. But when you're getting this many locked off on recorders or individuals, you can't deny the truth. They're just, it's just, it's just too much. You know, there's, there's, there's people out there you know, that believe in the UFOs and there's people out there believe in other cryptozoology and all these uh, different forms of the paranormal. And I always keep an open mind, you know, personally, I don't believe in, in everything you see or hear because we know that that's not really, you know, the paranormal as far as, you know, you, you have to be able to validate your claims and just because someone says, I saw something in the sky or I, you know, I got a casting of a footprint from maybe a Sasquatch or, you know, Bigfoot or something, we need to do some additional testing. Um, and we have to also be able to validate the people's claims. Uh, that's why, you know, there are many people who will have claims of the paranormal. Um, but really it's the data that is going to support whether or not, you know, these things are real or not. So I'm not to discredit anybody. Uh, we all have our own stories, just like some people may not, may not believe my EVPs are correct or right. That's why I always strive to get the multiple lines of evidence, because if I just get an EVP recording, and you could be skeptical because you could say, well, he kind of altered, you know, the EVP in some kind of way. And unless you physically are here with me and I show you the raw audio coming from the actual EVP recorder, um, sometimes you just, you can't convince people that are uh, cynics. You know, people just will not believe no matter what. And that's okay. All right, let's get into our next 
EVP, which is, uh, I wanted to point out how, what's amazing about these EVPs, because one thing about the paranormal, it's not always nice. And uh, that's why I always advocate that people be in their adult years, probably after the age of 18, um, to really start diving into, especially ghost hunting, or because there are the dangers of ghost hunting, you know, not only there are spiritual uh, dangers, there are dangers, uh, more dangers probably, and physically going out to some of these sites. A lot of people have a tendency to trespass on the different grave sites or areas, which um, I always say I worry about the living more than the dead because the living is what's going to hurt me. But um, y- you got to be careful because some of the feedback you get um, – it's always not, there are some mean spirits, like just like there are some mean people out there. And they will use sometimes foul language or they'll try to scratch you or hurt you in some kind of way, the spirits. And we've all seen those stories either on TV or before. But also you have to be uh, cognitive that, you know, there's dangers in this. And it's not all fun and games, though it is fascinating for most of us. There comes, you're, you're, you're putting your neck out there on the line because most of us who end up having some kind of attachments that um, maybe came from a gravesite or came from a haunted location. Um, you know, we really don't intend that that's ever going to happen until it does. And then we try to figure out ways to, to reverse that situation, but not all the time that can be the case. So just got to be really careful when you go out there and try to explore some of this stuff on your own. This next EVP, and this is, this will kind of verify what I'm, I'm talking about here. I'll play the EVP, you hear a man's laugh, and then you'll see kind of a, a, you know, I guess a couple words of foul or slang language here, which uh, if there's any younger people listening, this might be a time to step away. So I'll play the EVP and then I'll come back and uh, uh, edit at the parts where uh, the EVP occurred and also the, the kind of the clause where the foul language occurs. Okay, so uh, you'll hear uh, a person's laughing. This is uh, was not downstairs. This is like you could tell it's kind of a, a distance. You hear laughing, and I'll play that a few times. Okay, and you may say, okay, well, okay, that's pretty cool, Bob. You, you caught something that's uh, foul. Um, I mean, you caught something that was uh, laughing and, and so on and so forth. But what about this thing you're talking about, about foul language? So I'll play this and then uh, just so your guy, ear can kind of listen to it. But I'm pretty sure what it's saying. And I've asked other people, I bumped this off other people. And then and as soon as they hear it, with like headphones on, they say exactly what I thought it said. So I'll play the uh, EVP voice message. And like I said, if you have so many young listeners right now, you might want to step away for a little bit or push forward the um, the podcast here because um, there is some foul language. Okay, so what I'm hearing is holy and then the F word. Okay, so... 
why would that occur? Why, you know, people are like, well, spirits curse. Yeah, yeah, they do. They do curse. They get angry. They get mad. A lot of it could be, you know, someone said to me, well, is it, this means this is a darker spirit. I said, well, not necessarily. I mean, there's people that curse. We've all cursed in our own lives. It doesn't mean that we're dark people. But, um, yeah, this is this is sign of kind of the ones when you get that, you're like, geez, you know what? I know if I'm in my group, and this is where I, I say there's more validation because really nobody in my group uses foul language. We all kind of respect each other's um, boundaries. And there are some people in the group who are, who are very faithful or religious and just don't use that that type of language. And if and if there are people in my group that do use that language, they use it outside the investigation because we don't want to offend any clients uh, of ours by using foul language because many times it's involving younger people or young kids in a home. We don't want to stir anything up by cursing back at spirits. So we kind of keep foul language um, it's, it's pretty much zero existence. So when you get evidence of this occurring and you get something like this, and to me, it's just more validation that, hey, this is a spirit voice because people, you know, people are not going to speak like that in my group and we're the only ones in the house. And I know that for a fact because, you know, before we start the investigation, we're kind of locked into these locations and no one's around. So, you know, there's an example there where, you know, the paranormal is not always, you know, not always in a great, a great place to, uh, it's not always funny games, you know, and you got to be careful because it could be a, a darker spirit. It could be an angry spirit. Uh, maybe he's kind of warned us, you know, you know, stay away from me. You know, I'm kind of getting angry or whatever. This particular one, it seems like he's responding to maybe, maybe the other spirit laughing at him. Who knows? I don't know. But, uh, like I said, I just, I catch this, uh, this, uh, data or this information and I love just passing along to you guys so you can determine in your own mind what you believe and what you think. All right, the next EVP, it says, this one says, now get home. And I'll play it, and then we'll go ahead and kind of break it down. Okay, so you can see here some people in, in the first part here, and I'll play the first part where they're kind of talking. They're people who are investigators. But then real quickly, uh, in the middle of, the, of this recording, you hear it'll say like, now get home, like real quick, just like that. So we'll play the first part with the people talking. And now you'll hear the EVP portion that follows the investigators just talking in the, in the uh there was like a little break room that we're, we were in, and then you get this. Okay, so then you hear, now get home. Uh, does that make sense? Probably not. I don't know what it's talking about. But um, there's an example where it's probably a Class B or Class C EVP that you get, and um, no rhyme or reason for why it occurs or what it's trying to tell us because we're just we're kind of in another room. This is another EVP recorder was just locked off in a room and playing for uh, a string of hours. And uh, yeah, so there's another EVP that, uh, you know, it's, it's just evidence. It's not the whole picture, but it's part of the picture. When you're investigating and trying to, trying to get information from, or spirit contact. Next one here says, uh, read running. I don't know if you're going to hear this one because it's very, very light and it is definitely class C, but 
I'll play it for you and see if we can can hear it, and then I'll tell you the backstory of this. Okay, so you hear it says Reed running. Um, now, when we were doing this investigation, uh, we had uh, a person in the room whose name was Reed. You know, it's, a, it's kind of a not very popular name, but uh, the person who who was with us at night, uh, one part of our group, but uh, sometimes we'll use other groups or other other people that are, um, you know, some groups want to use us to kind of learn from. And this particular individual was one or two other individuals individuals that wanted to join our group that night. And his name was Reed. So when it says Reed running, um, I didn't get this EVP until I went back home and caught it, you know, like a day or two when I was reviewing my evidence. So I couldn't really, uh, you know, call that individual up because I didn't really know him personally and tell him that I caught something saying his name and it says running. But when we did reveal the evidence, he came back and to the clients, he came back and wanted to hear what we got. And I asked him, I said, um, did, did you run it all that night? Or he goes, no, but a couple of times I thought about running, you know? So the question was, was that just maybe his, him himself, his, you know, he was imposing that onto the recorder, like his, I don't know, his, his spirit maybe, or was it something that was from the other side? Don't know, but interesting that when you get something with a, a, a strange name like Reed, um, and then it appears on the EVP recorder and you have that type of, in, that person, person with that name in your investigation, uh, how it can kind of correlate and all connect. This next one here, um, I believe it says Renee. So you hear a bunch of investigators talk and they're kind of investigating. And then at the end, you hear this. There might be a little, a little word before Renee, but I can't really hear it. Um, but I hear Renee. So this one, we don't know where Renee, you know, like the, uh, there was another one, I, I think another EVP we caught where it said Renee, it said, Hey Renee, that we played earlier. And then we get it a second time. And I just wanted to bring that light to you because, you know, when you get EVPs and they're saying Renee or saying a name twice in two different EVP sessions, th- that might be a, a spirit that uh, we dwell in the house or they're trying to connect to some kind of spirit that was there. There was nobody in the investigation, no, no living persons that were Renee at that night during the investigation. And this will be the last one. We'll wrap it up for tonight. So this one says the blind doll. So you hear, what you hear is you hear investigators talking. They're probably right in the next room because this one's pretty, you can hear their voices pretty strong. But if you hear closely, and I'll just play the EVP portion where it says the blind doll, the blind doll. So it just says the blind doll. So um, don't know where that came from. Um I don't know if I remember any blind dolls being in the room. Um, I can't really remember that occurring. Um, 
you know, if there was any dolls that were, you know, when I mean by blind dolls, that any dolls in, in the room or even in the home where, you know, maybe the eyes were shut or whatever it may be. But I, I just don't remember anything. But it was something that was worth checking out and seeing, you know, was there anything, maybe somebody was a dog collector at one time. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe it has some kind of correlation. So, um, all right, that kind of wraps up our show for tonight. And, uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. It, um, you know, we're always here to uh, review evidence that we get and share these, this stuff with you guys. Uh, if anybody's listening and want to send me some EVPs that you think are important or that you caught in your investigations, I'd love to get them and I could play them on the show here on the podcast and we can uh, kind of work together here and see how uh, see what, what you came up with and how uh, your evidence you know furthers the paranormal. Alrighty, so have a great weekend. This is a, a Friday night when I'm you know recording this, so we'll be back sometime next week for another show. And once again, thanks for listening to the Voices Carry Paranormal Talk Radio Show. <laughs>